TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, you got to hold it. Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 436, and I am your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, I'm Tom. I'm executive director of screenwriting at Azusa Pacific University in Los Angeles. Hi, this is Yusun, and I am a costume designer and a TV enthusiast. Hey, this is Aaron. I'm an actor and writer from Los Angeles. And this is Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis. Woohoo! All right, let's start off with the news. First up, we have that Reno 911 is returning after 10 years to Quibi. It's for the five people who are subscribed to Quibi. <laughs> uh, but what I understand about that service is all their programming is super short because you're supposed to watch it on your phone. So I have no idea. Well, I guess it's just a comedy that might lend itself to that, but we'll see. Uh, the next I have is that Kevin Cosner is going to write and produce an ABC procedural with Aaron Helberg as the showrunner, and he's from Arrow, Flash. Flash. I was going to say that. Um, I'm a little concerned about the writing portion of this. <laughs> I mean, it's good that they actually have a real showrunner showrunning it, so that's positive. It just sounds, it's a weird, it's called, it's it's tentatively titled ISB for Investigative Services B- Bureau of the National Park Service. So a bunch of people are going to be <laughs> murdered in the park is what you're telling me. Of the, you know. <laughs> Mauled just... by bears. <laughs> oh, no, no. These, these are human crimes committed by humans. It just seems like, ooh, a- ABC's got alphabet soup envy from CBS. Oh, uh, yeah. And I'm like, who said that Kevin? I mean, Kevin Cosner can direct. He can act. Well, he's in Yellowstone, so he, he loves parks, evidently. Because <laughs> he loves parks. <laughs> I don't, I'm just wondering how, where that gives him the ability to write. That's all. Uh, that's all that's wondering. All right, let's move on. Uh, CBS has enlisted the showrunner for David Makes Man to take over showrunning All Rise on CBS. And I already love the show, so I'm a little concerned with switching showrunners, except the David Makes Man is a really good showrunner, so hopefully it'll be seamless or better. Uh, Lena Dunham uh, shows uh, Generation has been picked up for HBO Max. Um, Woody Harrelson and Justin Theroux are to star in a series about Watergate for HBO. Called The White House Plumbers. <laughs> really? Ah, that's terrible. <laughs> well, that's what they, they were. That's what the break in guys were called. It's, it's I know. It the... just sounds like a terrible title for a show. That's all. It's from the Veep executive producers, so hopefully it'll, it'll be funny. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know if... Is that a funny subject matter, exactly? But anyway. They screwed up a lot, which is why they got caught. Ah. So, potentially, yeah. All right, so uh, Russell T. Davies is back, and he's doing a 1980s period piece called The Boys for HBO Max. It's going to be a limited series. Uh, Wait, it's called The Boys? Well, not The Boys. It's just called Boys. Sorry. They took the the (laughs) off so that they could have another show with the same title. Kristen Chenoweth? 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 Chenoweth. It will star in a Disney Plus comedy. 
Oh, you know what? When I say I saw I hope it's it, a musical comedy. If it's got yeah, I like Chris her scene. Chenoweth in it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tom has news. Yes, DC Universe has announced they're going to share Star Girl with the CW. So episodes will air on the CW the day after they're available for streaming on DC Universe. Is that because they, also they learned re- that nobody is watching DC Universe? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have some other suspicions too, but best. I have inside info, so um, they've also renewed Titans for season three, and uh, I think Aaron and I will talk about our opinions of the season two finale in a bit. HBO has given a series order to the untitled drama about the 1980s Lakers, starring John C. Riley as Jerry Buss, Jason Clark as Jerry West, and Quincy Isaiah as Magic Johnson. And then NBC has cast Holly Hunter to star opposite Ted Danson in the untitled Tina Fey Robert Carlock sitcom. And finally, some sad news. Television pioneer D.C. Fontana passed away last Monday at the age of 80 after a brief illness. She was a renowned writer best known for creating Mr. Spock's backstory on classic Star Trek. And she also wrote Star Trek The Next Generation's pilot encounter at Farpoint. Okay, I actually read... She also wrote some Star Trek novels, which I read those as well. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, let's move on to the shows. First up, we want to talk about Watchmen, and we're going to talk about the first, uh, the last two episodes, starting with uh, this extraordinary being. And this episode, uh, we see what happens when you take too much nostalgia, especially someone else's nostalgia. And, bum, bum, bum. and it was amazing. It was an amazing episode, a look back to the 30s and the creation and the origin story of Hooded Justice. And, and the, go ahead. And the big reveal was, boom, 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 he's young Lou Gossett Jr., as in he's a black dude. And because he used uh, Caucasian-toned makeup around his eyes, everybody thought he was a white dude. Well, they said because if it was a black hooded guy going around beating people up for justice, he would get arrested. But if it's a mm-hmm. white guy doing it, then he's a hero. Uh, and also, what I really love is that Damon Lindelof said that when he got to the writer's room, the first thing he said when he walked into the room was, okay, so hooded justice is a black guy. Go. And he based <laughs> the entire series on wow. that. Well, what I loved was the origin of the costume that he wears, because, right. I mean, it is it is so, you know, when I was looking at, at the outfit itself, when they were doing the um, American Hero Story version mm-hmm. of events, I kept thinking, wow, that's really Klansman looking. I mean, what is supposed mm-hmm. to be the deal behind the whole thing? Because it, it really just rubbed me the wrong way. And then you see, well, yes, that's exactly... The point. The, the, the point of this, because he had just come fresh from his own attempted lynching. And, I, you know, you realize what that the meaning behind that rope around his neck was far more personal than than I certainly had suspected when seeing the original costume. And it's it just it made all kinds of sense in the, in the most grisly way. Right. And for me, I actually had the, uh, like, I almost suspected. The first time I saw Hilda Justice, I was like, oh, it's like a guy who's been lynched. Why is that his costume? Like, that's actually where my mind went. And I didn't understand. Oh, interesting. And my, I didn't understand why a white guy was wearing the costume of someone who's being lynched. I was like, is he trying to make a statement? So I actually thought about it the reverse, which I think is interesting. Mm. 
Um, but oh. I really liked how they they did that origin story, and you really get to see how because he they she was like her, her his wife was like you're you're a very angry man, Will, and he was like no I'm not I'm fine, and then something happens like yeah yeah I am a really angry man. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought and that was know, all great. And you know this is how you do an acid memory trip flashback. Um, right. Yeah, the way that they did it was seamless. You didn't know what was coming. And I mean, I jumped out of my seat when after the police pulled up and they were like, hey, get in the car. He's like, no. And then they, you know, come to the other side to beat him up. And then they pull away and they're dragging two dead black men. Oh, that was was horrific. Because all his memories were like meshed together. right? Yes. And that's what blew my mind, because isn't it true when we think about memories, sometimes they're a little bit fractured. Things that we Mm -hmm. remember, it kind of mixed in with other things. Yeah, it doesn't play like a movie. It's it's all mixed up. And I love that. And and throughout, there's his mom playing the piano. Yeah. The whole thing is she's just sitting there playing the piano from when he was a little boy. Yes. Yep. So all that and, stuff was great. And his son putting on the makeup saying, see, Daddy, I'm just like you. Mm-hmm. Realizing that oh, his that was watching true. everything that he did. And he's like, my son is going to become me. I, I just thought that that was brilliant. Well, um, what I also was- really like is if you look at his costume and you look at Angela's costume, they're like the inverse of each other. Yes, they yes. are. Mm-hmm. Yes. The fact that she, she uses, she has a cloth part of her costume, but she also uses black around well, her and, eye. Yeah, so cuz she but she lifts the cloth up from the bottom and he pulls yep. his down. It's like yeah. the opposite. Their their costumes are the opposite. And I think that's fantastic. I think yep. that, you know, the fact that they're so similar without having talk to each other or anything it's like they talk about genetic memory they were talking about that in the other episode she didn't she didn't even know her grandfather before the series starts and didn't didn't believe that that lou gossett jr was he what do what do we think about uh captain metropolis and his relationship with hooded justice he's Hmm. such a lose i hate him so much he's (laughs) such a jerk like i he starts off and you make he makes you think he's on your side and mm-hmm. you very quickly find out that he really isn't. Yeah. And it made me so, he made me so he made me angrier than the Klansmen. Mainly oh, because wow. he made Hooded Justice believe that he was his friend, that he was in his corner, yep. that he believed in him. Mm-hmm. And and he had been working with him for years. And then when he need he's like, Hey, I need some backup here and he's like, Ha, huh, you're you're obviously drunk and he's like, I haven't been drinking. Well, you obviously need to go drinking and it was just like what? Yeah. Like I think on some level, I think it's even worse than that because on some level, I think he does think that he's his friend. He doesn't acknowledge his own racism. He doesn't yeah. recognize. Well, yes, that's why I'm. That. I, I I get that. That's kind of why I'm saying that the betrayal is bigger. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I mean, but betrayal. it's not like oh, he deliberately sucked him in or anything. It's no. that he himself is just unaware of his own racism. I think he and is aware it's of profound. it. No, I think oh he, no. Oh, oh I, I, I'm with Allison on this one, Libya. I mean, how many? I, I can't speak for you, obviously, but I, I've had. I remember when I was in college at the Naval Academy, where I'd be in a car with friends, and they're like, "Oh, my favorite part of the movie is when the black people do that second jive." And oh, it's God. like, "Oh, sorry, I forgot you were here." It's like, oh really, really, <laughs> because pe- some people, oh, oh yeah. um, do the right thing has a great, great line with. Uh, the son, uh, Danny Aiello's son, when he's arguing with Spike Lee's character, it's like, oh, well, Michael Jackson and Michael Jordan, they're not really black, black. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> there. Well, we're we're, we're we're getting off topic. Well, n- not not really though, because this show I give I've been hard on Lindelof because of Lost. Yeah, and I'm not taking that back. But <laughs> he is he has surprised the crap out of me by addressing what's going on in this country in 2019, yes. and he's like, I'm com- he's he's in all the way, and I'm like, yeah. you yes. go, you go, because. The fact that the critics love this show, it received two Writers Guild nominations last week for Best Drama and also for Best New Show. Well, well deserved. deserved. Yes. But man, they are leaning into this and confronting the ugliness of racial politics yeah. in this country. And it's like, it's about time. And this is kind of like, hey, Martin Scorsese and Francis Ford Coppola, suck it. Superhero, <laughs> superhero drama can deal with real life issues, guys. So there. Wow. Uh, let's move on to the next episode, which mm-hmm. is the one that blew everybody's mind and why everyone's Woo! been talking about The Watchmen for the last week. Oh my goodness. Like, oh my God, have you seen Watchmen? Oh my God, have you seen Watchmen? Yeah. And I have to say, the way this episode started, which is she finally got out of her nostalgia haze and she's starting to recover and they're feeding her apparently uh, some sort of bodily fluid from an elephant. Like, what? Okay. What's up with that? Uh, that was so... Uh, you know, elephant, the only thing I could think uh, of elephant always never forgets. Yes. Never forgets. And it's, it's all I could come up with. Yes, and I think that's, that's, I think that's all they're giving us. I think they're not going to explain it. So you just have her getting these fluids of some sort from the elephant, and it's helping her get her memory restored. Uh, But the episode was actually a little slow, because I was like, come on. Because, I mean, she's basically laying in a hospital bed for, like, 60%, 70% of the episode. So from an action standpoint, not a lot happens. But from a narrative standpoint, stuff definitely starts happening at the end when Lady True confronts her about... Yeah, you know, she, she was, she was, she was very, very much about like, uh, yeah, your hu- no, that wasn't Lady True. That was actually, uh, the FBI agent, uh, um, Silk Spectre was Lloyd like, Blake. yeah, she was like, uh, yeah, your husband lost his memory. She's like that. People usually don't actually lose their memory. That's, that's more no, of a No, no, that was memory. Lady True. Oh, was that Lady True? She, just because that's, that's what that she's really involved true. with okay so that's research. right and so, so yeah she was okay. she was saying how that like never happened yeah. <laughs> yeah so that was all leading up to the big reveal that no uh cal did not lose his memory that it was all on purpose and oh my god dr manhattan's <laughs> been hiding in tulsa the whole time and in and when she says sight. that and when she says that i was like wait who could it be and i was like running through my head like Who's a character that's been there the whole time that hasn't had anything to do? And at first, I thought it has to be someone we know, right? And, to, yeah. Right. And I, mm-hmm. at first, I was like, "Is it? Is it the FBI assistant dude?" And I was like, "Nah, that doesn't make any sense because he hasn't been in Tulsa the whole time." And mm-hmm. so then I was like, "Blah blah 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 blah." And as soon as they showed Cal, like I was like, "Oh my god!" And it's like, and then it went, "Oh my!" I had like two "Oh my god" moments, which was yeah. you realize it's Cal, and the second is. I realized that during the White Knight, remember she gets shot, and the big mystery is why isn't she dead? And what happened yes. to Cal? Why is Cal uh-huh. fine? And I was like, oh, he's freaking Doctor Manhattan. After she got shot, he like took care of these guys, and that's why he's not hurt, and that's why she's not dead. Mm-hmm. And um, and they never actually go back and explain it. They just go, oh, he's Doctor Manhattan. There you go. And I love well, that because they they count on their audience being smart enough to figure yep. that out. Yeah, and not only that, the fact that the fam. Her surname 
she has her family surname, but so does he and their kids, which is a little unusual. What do you mean? The, her family's name is Abar. Right. But Cal has taken her surname. That's a little unusual. Oh, because he didn't have a name. Correct. Yeah. And also, how heartbreaking was the flashback to her in Vietnam? Oh, my oh, God. Yeah, her oh, girl. oh, the scene with the grandmother. Oh, oh man. I cannot believe when she went oh. behind the car and just yeah. fell down. I'm going, you're kidding me. <laughs> heartbreaking. Oh, and the man. cute little girl from This Is Us, by the way. Faith yes. Yes. Adorable. Yeah, that but, was yeah, all that really was, good. Uh, I like we find out why she picked her persona to be uh, Sister Knight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was, was great, great, too. Yeah. So all that's, they answered a lot of questions in this episode. Yeah. It did. And it brought us up on what was going on with Looking Glass, too. So I appreciated that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very I was starting to think, how long are we going to take before we find out whether he's dead or not? Right. <laughs> um, I was 90% and, and sure he wasn't dead, so... And how about our little snippet of what's going on with uh, Ozymandias and uh, oh, whatever. Whatever, no, the, I, whatever no, the duplicates are? No, no, no. The whole court scene, like I thought I had a grip on the Ozymandias story. And then they have this episode with the pigs. And so I was like, I'm out. Like, I don't know what's happening. And now I almost don't care. Like, oh, they, come on. They, no, but they had the thing where he was in space and he was writing out the stuff. I was like, what does this mean? I think I figured this out and I'm coming along with the plan and then they have this one just so nonsensical but well, not my, a way that i thought was good feelings, see uh, what i think is going Meisons, on is that he though. was i you can't have too many tom mysons as far as I'm <laughs> <laughs> that is just not possible but i my feelings are he's being punished this is this is what dr manhattan did to him um when he you know he he had no way of uh, of punishing him otherwise he wasn't going to kill him but he he put him on this moon you know to sort of neutralize him and his punishment is to be there for good and i think just being surrounded by all these different i don't i don't think he bothered to make different different people he just came up with two different clones and said you know this is your staff and and one of them the 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 gate the groundskeeper is mm-hmm. is the, one, the only one who actually has authority. But I, I think all of it is just punishment for for everything that he did with the, the giant squid. Yeah, and but, all it, of that. But, it, but it didn't happen immediately. This is not like... Azamandius was living on Earth but fine for years, and he didn't get taken until like the last five or ten years. Like mm-hmm. He didn't punish him immediately. That's why I think it's weird. But anyway, we got to move on, actually. We have to move on. We've been on this for 20 minutes. Uh, so... Obviously, Watchmen is amazing, and we're giving everybody's giving it a thumbs up. Yes. Yep. Yeah. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about Batwoman, and the only reason I feel like this one's worth discussing is finally Kate is like, oh, I guess my sister's evil, and I Duh. like that the that the stepsister was very much like, you can't forgive my mom for lying to you, but you're going to forgive your sister for kill for murdering a bunch of people. And she's like, how does that make sense? And she's like, oh, she's my family. And she's like, oh, and I'm not. Oops. And I was like, ooh, that's a very valid point. And so then when her sad little pathetic apology at the end of the episode where she's like, I'm totally sorry your mom is dead by my sister. Can uh-huh. I, how can I apologize? Like, there's no apology, man. Like, I thought that was that was a good, like, consequence for her actions. And I really liked that finally she's like, oh, I guess we really do have to take care of my sister. Thank you. All right, let's go. So, what did you guys think? 
took her long enough, though. Yes, you know, yes. I, I actually like her stepsister better than I like her. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, because there's so much of this nonsense, and it's typical of any of these Berlanti things, where you have all these adults wandering around with these these juvenile child issues and reacting to them the way, you know, a small kid would mm-hmm. instead of, instead of behaving like a grown adult. And it's like, I, I, okay. Her, her sister is crazy, but she's crazy about things that at her age, she shouldn't be thinking about anymore. It shouldn't be an issue, especially when we had the well, flashback. Well, that's the whole part where, is that she is crazy. That's the, well, she is, but you, you the thing is they went back and showed us specifically a what flashback happened? where she agreed to stay silent and not reveal herself right and and instead of you know acknowledging that she's blaming everyone for not finding her well you helped with that you know so it just it just that's the whole like for her i because she's supposed to actually be insane i'm okay with it because insane people don't do things logically so it makes so for me when you're like, well, she's insane and she blames you for something that doesn't make any sense. Okay, she's insane. That's fine. Yeah, but she's not the only one who acts I'll, like. But I'm, I mean, I'm like, I, I'm just saying, I will give her a pass. Everyone else, not so much. Like everybody else, I'm not giving a pass. But I think Alice is deliberately supposed to be completely insane. So because well, of that, yeah. I'm like, she right, cray well, cray. Yeah, you, you know, you can't apply logic to her. What do you think about? Uh, Oh, the ex-girlfriend's husband telling her, you know, you need to figure this out. He's right. <laughs> I know, but I'm surprised that they I'm surprised that they're not taking forever to advance this arc like they do on some shows. Yeah, I thought I was I liked that he had the maturity to ask the hard questions that he didn't yep. want to ask and he called her and she was actually honest with him. And yep. he was like, you know what? All right, well, you go figure it out, and I may or may not be here when you do. Like, I was like, oh, this is an adult conversation. All right. <laughs> so I give them credit. A rarity for that. in this show. Yeah, that was that was actually pretty good. Yeah, the rest of them do not behave like adults, but at least the two of them did. All right, so we're gonna move and, on. Oh, oh, oh well, wait, go small, ahead. one small thing because it annoyed me personally. Okay. <laughs> it's like if if you're gonna have a conversation where the two were two characters are talking about their their mutual bats mitzvah it would be really nice if somebody would teach ruby rose how to pronounce bats mitzvah <laughs> i mean you know i instead of like i think it came out like barth you have mitzvah, to you have to remember she's australian so she's already which i get but she's, she's already supposed- struggling with an american accent yeah, but this is it's yeah. supposed to be something that's key to her character that you know her Jewish heritage, and if she can't even pronounce mitzvah, <laughs> I mean we're having a problem here. I, I I don't care if they had to do another take, please, you know at least pronounce her or loop it in later for God's that's sake. That's true. Do they could have like they could have looped it if they realized it was wrong. That that is their fault. Or hired a consultant. <laughs> something. All right, let's not hard to find a Jew in Hollywood. Believe me. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we're going to talk Treadstone. And Yusin, you and Aaron are are have bullied me into watching Treadstone. Because <laughs> you're like, oh my god, it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Uh, I, I did the- not say it was amazing. I said that it's really good and that you should give it a shot. I watched the pilot and it wasn't my cup of tea. I watched the pilot and, Let then, me ask you and then Yusin told me to keep watching. But go ahead. Right, but let me ask you this question, Tom. Are you a fan of Jason Bourne, and how big of a fan are you of Jason Bourne? I like the first three movies. 
I haven't gone back for, I didn't see four or five or. However you know. many numbers there were after that? Well, they're, they're just five movies and then the TV show. Yeah, stick with the trilogy. Um, uh, yeah. The with the movies, absolutely. I actually like the Jeremy Renner one, to be honest, but I I will say I watched the first one and I was like, meh, and then Yusin said keep watching, so I watched two more, and I'm still in the meh category because just when, the my problem with the show is I like one of the storylines, which is the one with the black reporter who's trying to figure out why this guy got assassinated. I actually like the woman in North Korea. I like her storyline too. So those yeah. two stories... I like, and I'm semi-invested in. My problem is all the other storylines that are happening, I find to be super snoozeworthy. Like I, I literally, I had to stop myself from fast forwarding. I really did not care about the other storylines at all. As even, especially the one in the past, which is weird because I usually like flashbacks, giving me background information. I don't find the actor interesting. Who is playing? I forgot his name. He's the one uh, who they who almost got cicaded or treadstoned, um, yeah, and he makes his escape. Uh, I, you mean not born? Not born. Yeah, I forget. Anyway, I I find him super generic and and boring. Mm-hmm. But I will say uh, the the twist that I did like was the woman he cuts her finger off and then she shows up later as the old woman. That old oh, woman is awesome. She's like fierce. she is super awesome. Like I like her yeah. a lot. Uh, so I guess that's three storylines. Okay, so there's three. I think of that's them. plenty. I think that's plenty to yeah, like about Yeah, but then a show. the problem is they they introduced a storyline in India, and I was like, oh come yeah. on, not another one. Like just <laughs> when it was starting to feel like it was starting to cohese into like one maybe big story, then they added the the woman in India that's doing a thing that I don't know what she's doing. And I was like, I don't have time. Like, just it's like because they added that storyline in the third episode, I just kind of threw my hands up. I was like, no. Well, yeah, but it, she's. But I mean, she's obviously connected to the woman in North Korea. No, so. but there's too many. There are too Listen, many. I'm gonna, stories. I'm gonna give you. I mean, I'm gonna give you that. Like, uh, honestly, mm-hmm. I thought that as well. As much as I enjoy the show, and I, I want to say a few things about the show in general, and I really want to hear what Aaron has to say because he's been, he's been, you know, lauding and pushing the show for weeks and weeks, and I had always intended to see it because I'm a huge fan of Jason Bourne because I feel like. Um, you know, Jason Bourne is Jason Bourne. The new Bond is, you know, they tried to make him into a Jason Bourne. So for me, I like, but trust me, I like the new Bond as well. But anyway, the point is what I think the show got right. And you're talking about the things that they got wrong. And I'm not going to argue with you about that. I think what the show got right, though, I thought was it definitely gives you that gritty realism. I mean, not on the, you know, financial, the movie money scale, but um, the, the way that it's shot, the way that it's edited. I mean, the fight scenes are pretty solid. They're very realistic. Um, you know, they're not superhero fights. Uh, you know, there's an equal amount of women and men fighting. Uh, so for me, I think the essence of the show, it does justice to, you know, Treadstone slash Jason Bourne, which I think is important because it's not a, you know, it's not inspired by, it's literally, you know, part of the whole lore. So I think they should get props for that. Number two, I think that the acting is solid ar- across the board. I, I, I don't disagree with you again with the 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 older you know the first character but i don't i didn't find that boring because to me that's 
basically explaining to you how it was a Russian project that we Americans, you know, picked up on. And that's how Treadstone started. So for me, that was all really important and interesting background. Is he the, you know, is he the most interesting, you know, character or actor? No, but I I want that storyline. And then, and I really want to say this and I want to give it over to Aaron. I, um, I think it's a brave show, and I'll tell you why. Because a legit one-third to half the show, especially in the first three episodes, is in subtitles. It's subtitled. Now, I know you guys are going to think that I'm not being objective because it's Korean. That's um, not why. I, I like the subtitles, I like, too. I did. No, no. Just, but let, hear me out. You can't disagree that an American broadcast television show that does half the show, half, especially the first three episodes, um, completely in subtitles is a rarity, if at all. I mean, think, try to think of one. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with everything you all have said. I think linear storytelling would have worked better had we started in the past and then we move forward and stay in the future or in the present day. I think that that might have lent itself a little bit better and explained a little bit more about all of the different cicadas waking up. Um, I think that might have worked a little bit better. Here's what I love about the show. Aside from being a huge Jason Bourne fan, um, I like that as normal people waking up, people with lives who have invested in lives, had children, all of a sudden they're waking up and they are um, cicadas. They are these sleeper agents. And all of a sudden they just hook in and, and start going into their missions, but don't even understand why. So that takes us on the journey, which is especially so young. Um, brilliant brilliant yeah. and we see the vacillation yeah. between there um i think that the woman from india may that i think what what the issue is there um because everybody else all of the other um characters have character arcs the woman from india did not so i think introducing her later in the season might have been better once we're more ingrained in suyun's journey with her husband and all of those things so i think that may have come in a little bit too soon i think this is some of the best real fighting and fight choreography I've seen in a long time on television. So it Just feels like, like it's a mini movie. Every episode is like, I feel like I'm watching a Jason Bourne movie. So I feel like they really invest a lot in production quality. And that's another thing that I love about it. I love- They did shoot it on location. So they shot location, a lot of it in Europe. They spent ah. a lot of money on it. I actually know directly the people who made this and who cast it. And they spent a ton of money on this, right. a ton. And see, I love that. I love that every character is flawed, even the non, the regular people. And I love that we're seeing that everybody has a twist and a turn. There's something about each person, but they're all interconnected. So that's what's keeping me going because I can't wait to see when they all actually wind up in a room together. All right, exactly. well, we gotta, we gotta wrap this one up. So I guess you guys are saying thumbs up. Me and Tom are saying meh. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, next up, uh, we're gonna talk about his dark materials. And where are we on this story? We Oh, we followed the, what is the alethiometer to mm -hmm. some town where we find the boy and he's like separated from his soul, which yeah, is Bill. super, that yeah. was super sad, man. I was yeah. not happy about that. Uh, when we spent the whole series looking for this kid and you find him and then he dies. Oh, like God. that was very tragic. And then I like that. Uh, the main girl who I'm blanking on, uh, Lyra. Lyra. I was like Lena, Lyra. Yeah, Lyra. She gets <laughs> captured and then she gets taken to the same facility, and she's like, "Holy crap!" So I'm actually really excited about the next episode to see what she does and put in this crazy amount of danger. Like, what is she gonna do? Yeah. Um, uh, thoughts really quick because we got to keep moving. And this we're way behind. 
Yeah, uh, I was yeah. actually very surprised that they went as dark as they did because I I was not expecting with some because I knew that this is like a, a it comes from YA material right. so I thought okay well you know they'll find the kid and maybe you know he'll be hurt but they'll nurse him back to health he'll be fine and no he's he's <laughs> like I mean he's he's been hollowed out entirely and mm-hmm. and he dies and I was surprised that they did it and I thought the way they handled it was great because it's extremely affecting the the funeral that they do for right. him later mm-hmm. is haunting mm-hmm. um with the, the well, chanting and also, and singing they raise the stakes so now yeah. that when lyra gets captured you're like you're really worried oh yeah so because there's yeah. there's real consequences right right yeah. Because the demons that each person has is actually their soul. And so by removing him from his demon, the child Billy had no soul, which is why he was the way he was. And so now we see what that means for each child that's been captured. So it raises stakes through the root. Well, and also the question is, what are they doing with these kids' souls, and why are they separate? Like, why? What did they? We know they want to collect dust for some reason. We don't Mm -hmm. really know what dust is or Mm -hmm. what the purpose is. And so hopefully in the next episode... We'll get those questions answered and we'll understand the scope of why they're doing what they're doing to these children. Because presumably it's not just to be cruel. Right. They're, they're trying to do something. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Thumbs up. Uh, next up, I want to talk about kind of the Flash and Arrow together. Huh? Mainly because I only care about how it relates to crisis, <laughs> to be honest. Crisis counseling. The Flash... Things happen, something. Oh, he was controlled by the goo, and then he wasn't controlled by the blah, goo. Blah, 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 blah. blah. Yeah, Let's cares? do The Walking Dead. Oh, the, yes. very and oh, the worst dead. titled villain ever. I mean, oh, how can right. you take seriously something called blood work? Blood you work. Know, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, I was, I, I'm sorry. I couldn't take any of it seriously it at so all. ridiculous. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. The Flash has the second best rogues gallery to Batman. And man, had they screwed the pooch! Yeah, oh they yeah, they relied the on they ones. relied on speed yeah. villains far too often earlier. And then these the seasons where they went for these obscure villains, it's like, what are you doing? Pick yeah. the right villains, people! Yeah, yeah. this this was terrible, and they just wanted to do a zombie episode, and and they blah, failed blah. at doing a, a zombie part episode. zombie episode, and, and they, they failed yes. at it. Like, come yeah. on, guys! Yeah. All right, so the only. Here's what I thought was going to happen, because with blood work and the zombies coming, I said, okay, this is how maybe they're going to introduce an anti-monitor. Maybe it's something through this black goo or whatever that's going to be that. No, but I mean, I couldn't figure out why tell a blood work story. I said, it's got to lead to something. And then it didn't. And it it was two parts of something that went nowhere, too. They had to drag it through two hours. It was just. (laughs) On the positive side, Arrow's been on a roll for this. Well, I mean, well, at the end, wait, I want to say at the end of The Flash, we see Wells. But we've seen this before already on Batwoman yeah, and true. Supergirl. Yeah, they literally repeat, they repeat, repeat the whole sequence, but it actually makes more sense at the end of this episode. Because, yeah, because he's a Flash character. Well, because he's <laughs> yeah, a Flash well, character, and also you see, because he's like, you saved my life, and you get the context of of him saving well, his no, life. Well, no, it didn't, actually. Well, actually, you're right. It didn't. Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> Or he becomes Uriah uh, in crisis. So. Thank you. He's gonna, yeah, that's that's he's... basically all you get out of this episode. <laughs> oh, and also they were all waiting around for crisis, and it mm-hmm. actually happens. Like they're all sitting around waiting for the clock to tick over, 
mm-hmm. and then you see the sky turn red and they're Midnight, like crisis is... not a sound from the pavement <laughs> they're like crisis started <laughs> all right now go to arrow now we go to arrow and they're actually a hundred percent dealing with crisis all the way through yeah. Yeah, this was kind of an interesting episode because Oliver's back on the island and basically a lot of people, the ones they could afford to get back. I know, I was like, who like is, all the people who from the beginning. Who be dead right. are, are back alive <laughs> and he's got all of Team Arrow with him and there are consequences. They, um, depending on which version of Roy Harper you're dealing with, they did the version where he loses part of his arm. Yeah. Well, I thought that happened, that. I thought that happened to Arrow. I thought he lost his arm. Well, that's that's a future version of Green Arrow that shouldn't happen because he's supposed to die. Right. But no, in, 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 um, in Young Justice, Young Justice yes. the original the original Roy Harper versus the cloned versions that have been given different names yeah. lost part of his arm. So yeah. that's why he becomes Arsenal. Yes. So, but yeah, and I kind of, you know, the kids, the kids have grown on me. You know, I, whereas I do they like were, the kids. I do. Especially... I Especially Oliver not quite knowing how to deal with these kids who were an infant and an adolescent <laughs> when he saw them in the present, and they're fully grown and they don't listen to him and they're kind of pissed at him. <laughs> so, but and then Diggles, Diggles, you know, realizing that I don't know what my wife's been up to, and this this disturbs me. <laughs> as it should, his wife. Yeah, as is- it should. His wife is and, like, she's like, I, I have faith. And, I, and he was like, faith? Why would you have faith in some alien dude you just met? It doesn't even make any sense yeah. why she has faith in... Um, What's interesting, though, is that Lila is the only one of all the team, all the team Arrowverse who realizes Monitor's not a bad guy. He's right. actually the good guy. Right. We're going to meet the bad guy. Yeah, but but he, to be fair, he hasn't really given a lot of yeah. loving yeah, well, evidence to prove that he's a good guy. Yeah, but, but what's fascinating though is uh, is her her transformation into Harbinger, which yeah, too bad they cheaped out on the headset on the head uh, on the headpiece, but still yeah. they got the rest of the costume mostly right. So yeah, she's like, but I yeah, am no Crisis longer Lila. I am now the Harbinger. Har- I am now Harbinger, yeah. and we've seen. You know, red sky. Red sky is at midnight. Y'all are screwed. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody got a red sky. So now we, it's about to begin. Yes. yes. Uh, let's move on. So we're all waiting for that. Next up, we're going to talk about emergence. And Woo! emergence is firing on all five, all cylinders this time. And we find out that the reason that uh, what's the girl's name Piper looks like she does Piper. is because she's actually. Uh, the, uh, the evil woman that I'm also blanking on. Who may not her. be so evil. <laughs> eh, she's kind of evil. Well, she's yeah, evil. but there's she's somebody worse. Crazy yes. and disturbed, yeah. yeah that's she's true. mostly crazy and disturbed, but she basically made Piper look like her as a little girl, which I was like, wow, okay. Which is why she doesn't understand why Piper won't love her. <laughs> um, <laughs> she made a mini-me and it doesn't like her back. Right. It's so bizarre. How about how about that cold opening when she's got basically the cube AI with no body? Oh, and then she killed it. And yeah. then she basically tells tells it what it is and it just goes down. Right. But then we have of course she does the same thing to Piper at the end of the episode. She mailed her that gift and she plugged it in. And it tells her that she's an AI, and she basically was like, oh, I'm an AI. All right, cool. 
Well, no, but what's fascinating is uh, the sheriff has worked so hard not to let to keep so many people out of the loop. And boom! Everybody's in the loop. Loop Everybody is now in the loop. (laughs) That's what I love about um, Fazekas and Butters. They are accelerating this these arc stories. I mean, we're getting we're getting story arcs completed much sooner than you know a lot of shows would dare to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we we haven't even hit their mid season finale, and we've already been told via the commercial it's going to be a doozy. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm and ready. How, how nice is it to see Inver can't pronounce his last name in anything? Oh, <laughs> in Starhouse, or Gotchev or yeah. I, oh, I, I, right. He's from hey. uh, eight. Um, what is it? Uh, Peggy Carter. Yeah, he's from Peggy Carter too. Well, he, well, they they were the showrunners on Peggy Carter as well. Uh, but I'm glad he's playing a good guy. As far as we know, well, he's an FBI agent, right? And he's yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, I got why he was upset with her because she was she was totally lying to him and hiding evidence. And but I love I love that you know there's the potential for maybe something going on between the two of them, except for the fact that she's totally working them. <laughs> well, what's funny is they were like, oh, she he likes you. Some guy staring at you, and she's like, oh my god, he might like me. So I'm just here as an FBI agent. And he was just, she was like, oh. Oh, all right. So she's all disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but yeah, that was all. I like him a lot, so that worked for me. All right, yep. let's move on. Um, next up, we're going to talk about Stumptown, and I forgot so good. to watch it. So you guys discuss. The episode title was "The Other Woman," and so <laughs> basically, um, Dex has to work with the widow of her lost love. Right, it's and, the guy that died in in, in not Vietnam in um, <laughs> Afghanistan. Old. Afghanistan. Yeah, Afghanistan, in Kabul. Uh, yeah. But the, but the thing is, he she totally treats Dex like trash. Well, she was and, the other woman, so I would imagine yes. But no, but no. actually, I think they explain it in the story mm-hmm. that she stole the mistress or the girlfriend actually stole her from right from oh, that. So it was yeah, because his mother learned that. that. Well, that no, because the the that. mother the mother didn't like Dex right and preferred right. this. But the thing is, he was still in love with Dex, right? And Correct. that's the that was kind of the big secret in the relationship: the fact that you know he settled being with her. But of course, Dex. There's there's more to what's going on to the backstory in, in Afghanistan, and then the the play on words is um, is uh, the bar owner's new girlfriend that Dex apparently can't stand. Well, to be fair, or, I don't like her either. Anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Yeah, she grew on her a little bit. Oh yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Oh wait, they sex. Yeah. Little bit. Little bit. Oh. No, you know what? Good. <laughs> As soon as as soon as Dex takes her gambling in the casino, I'm like, oh, I know where this is going because they have they have chemistry, all right. (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny because I thought the same thing, but that's they're not going to do that. And then as soon as I was like, that's not going to happen. And then as soon as she blew on her dice, and that's not a yeah. It's not a <laughs> <laughs> as, soon as, wakes, as soon as she wakes up in bed, I'm going, and right. she's going to roll over, and ta-da. Oh, I exactly is, oh. Allison. Allison, Woo. that's too late. When the, when the dice blowing happened, that way I was like, oh, my God, they are going there. And they did. So yeah. she got Girls night out. 
Yeah. So how yep. do they explain that to the bar owner best friend dude? Like, uh, oh, that's that's in their mid season finale. Uh-huh. That's the that's cliffhanger. That's the cliffhanger. Okay. So bum, bum, I want to say something though. I want to say something because uh, I'm not. I wasn't a huge fan of the show. I mean, I liked it well enough, but the first few episodes, I thought meh. You know, and I really felt like I didn't know what where they were going with it. At first, at one point, I thought it was going to be like a, with that Donald Logan. I think that's his name. Donald Logan. Uh, Logue, yeah. Donald Logan. I thought um, it was going to turn into like a, a, a buddy cop kind of thing. And I thought, nope. is he, they, are, he, are they bringing him on as a regular? Like I, I thought nope. the same thing. Yeah. 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 And it got it was kind of humorous. I, I mean, I and it didn't it missed the mark for me. So I really I want to say that in this episode, I really liked that they brought back the mother in law. I think you mean Sulin. You mean the the Native American? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Susan Blackbird. Well, she's the series lead. Yeah. No. No. But I mean, used she her in. Yeah. She hasn't series. been in several episodes, though. She hasn't been in it, and so I, I got a little confused, and I thought, oh, I thought she was. And, the and lead. she's not actually her mother-in-law. She. she yeah. Would have. Right. Sorry. Yes. Exactly. exactly. The, the, well, actually, yeah. we got guys. We got to move on. We still have four or five more shows to talk about. Yeah. I love okay. how manipulative <laughs> she is, though. She's oh, yeah. great. She, she's a chess she's mistress. Great. She reminds me of the lead mm-hmm. character in that one season of um, Justified, the the, the oh. matriarch, the oh, drug right, 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 right. Yeah, Martin yeah. Martin yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. You know what I mean? see, like, it's good to see strong, mature women on yes, shows like this. Exactly, I think right. it's excellent. All right, we got to wrap this one up. You guys are saying thumbs up. I'm taking it. Yes. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah, for this definitely. Yeah, Allison. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Vikings, and Allison is the only one who's still watching it, but. It just premiered, had a two-hour premiere. So, mm-hmm. your thoughts? Um, I don't understand why I'm the only one who's watching this show. I think it's absolutely fantastic. I mean, granted, they, they kind of are fast and loose, historically speaking. But it's it's really a compilation of Viking history and Viking mythology uh, thrown together. So So they are kind of free, as far as that's concerned. But it's such a good show. I'm, I mean, there's tremendous action. There, the It's wonderfully written. The characters are, are really beautifully portrayed, um, beautifully written. Um, the, the cinematography is always fantastic on the show. In fact, uh, Yusin, you were talking earlier about how, you know, well, name a show that, that is like half in... in uh, subtitles. This isn't exactly half in subtitles, but it's I would say about probably 35% in subtitles and they're dealing yeah. not only with other languages but dead languages or uh, antique versions of English, you know, uh, archaic versions of French and English and things like that. Um, so they're, I mean, they really do the research on this. And th- where this season is concerned, this is going to be the last season of Vikings uh, as Vikings on the History Channel. But it's been picked up by um, uh, Netflix and it's going to be, they're going to do a time jump about 100 years and pick up as Vikings Valhalla. So next it year it's then, going to keep so. going. Yeah, and the 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 earlier shows are are showing on Netflix still, um, but this got off season six uh, got off to a huge great start with a, a two hour premiere that picked up pretty much exactly where the show left off last season, 
Um, you've got Ivar, well, the boneless, say, don't, on the run. Go, go I'm not going to go into a whole long thing, but I'm just saying it just picks up. You've got one one character on the run. You've got the other characters trying to to you know build this this kind of Viking empire. They've introduced new characters from pre-Zarist Russia, and you know a lot of times you have a problem with the final season. They start introducing new characters you really don't care about, and they're not interesting. And it's like just focus. On, on the people we know what's what I like about these new characters is they help to focus on on the people we know and actually add further dimension to both the storyline and the characters so as far as I'm concerned the, the the whole show you know if you if you watch Vikings before keep watching it because it, it this season looks to be just fantastic if you haven't watched it I encourage you to to pick it up because it just does such a fantastic job on all levels of you know action adventure and great stories and if you like mythology and like magical realism because they do throw a lot of that in um it's just a terrific series it really is highly highly encourage people to watch it all right let's move on uh next up we're going to talk about legacies and there wasn't an episode for Thanksgiving, but there was an episode after it, episode 207. And it was the land, uh, Simulandon episode. Yeah. So everyone's got their memory back. Go. Yay, hope is um, home. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think? Um, I, I really, I, I think, I'm trying to remember what I've said about the previous episodes. Um, I will say that I've not been the biggest fan of Landon in general, uh, his character and yada, yada, yada. Um, but I liked his turn in this one. I thought it was very comedic. I mean, it's a classic kind of twins or clone or Simu, Landon, whatever. Um, it gave him a chance to kind of be a little funny, um, stretch himself, both in the character and his acting. So I found it amusing. I, I genuinely like um, that I, I hope we're, we've seen the last of his stupid stepbrother because he drives me. <laughs> I mean, I just keep thinking like of the Wicked Witch of the West, and I'm like, melt already, just melt, go back into being mod. I don't need to see you. I don't know why you're important to me. Um, so I, I think that what the show does for me um, is, and I love what they've done with um, the. I've, this is terrible that I'm, I'm um, minimizing her to this, but the blonde um, uh, sister, you know, the blonde Lizzie? twin, yeah, Lizzie. Um, Lizzie, Lizzie. Um, I love her arc. I really love, she was so annoying and I know she was supposed to be annoying at the beginning of the series. I get it. Um, she was kind of fun to hate, but she was borderline annoying. Um, but you know, she's grown and I, and I like how they did it. Um, she's still kind of, you know, bitchy, but she's um, much more likable. Um, and so, yeah, I think the show continues to be a nice balance of it gives you the kind of horror fantasy without, you know, being it's been a lot less gory, actually, lately, the last few episodes oh, I've noticed. Uh, <laughs> not a complaint, just an observation. I can go either way. Um, but yeah, I think this the the acting is is really fun, and and I like the you know I like the um, storyline. It's interesting. So I, I I particularly like this last episode because I thought it moved. Um, am I allowed to say like how it ends? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So I like I like how they've moved the characters off the the school like i mean because it's a little it's a little small you know at some point it's just like uh it's a you know school 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 so i like that they move the two characters on the bus you know off and then we'll get to see kind of their adventures on the road so i think that's a good direction to go in all right uh aaron go ahead 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, yay, Hope is home. I'm glad that they resolved their issues. Um, her yes. and um, I can't remember the twins, uh, Lizzie. Josie, Josie. Josie, thank you. So I'm glad that they finally went ahead and resolved it. I think this was the best way, Landon leaving, because I don't think it would have resolved otherwise. So I think that that was a good um, storyline choice um, and a great arc for them. So, yeah, I am curious to see these two brothers on the bus um, running from monsters. Um, we know their paths are going to cross, of course, but I really liked this episode. And um, yeah, I agree with you, Yusun. I mean, seeing Landon, seeing the comedic side, seeing the, the this, this love-struck boy side of him was awesome. I enjoyed yes. all of those moments. So yep. I give a huge thumbs up for this episode. Any other yeah, thoughts from anyone else before we move on? Well, I'm going to miss Alexis Denisoff. Oh right! Oh, yeah. yeah, I really, really liked him in the in the role, and I liked his character. Uh, any other thoughts? All right, we're moving on. Next up, we're gonna talk about Titans season finale. And when I say we, I mean people who have watched it. What did you guys <laughs> think? Oh, oh, oh that good. Go first. That good. All right. Um, Here's I, I, I'll, I'll be quick. Um, I'll say one thing. I, I've said it so many times before. This entire season, this should have been season one. Um, because I feel that a lot of the storylines, I mean, it's still disjointed, but at least I feel like this season led someplace. I say, yay, we got Nightwing. I say, yay, after two seasons, we got three minutes of the team fighting together, finally. So I, in, in this finale. So I'm like, yay for all of that. But I say, nay, we, we kill up Donna Troy. And I didn't see Ooh. <laughs> there wasn't enough to, to really be invested in the character and care. Um, and I missed that because I think if you read the, in Teen Titans law, in the law, you know, she's an integral character. And so killing her the way that they did, I'm assuming they'll bring her back. Raven went with them and they'll bring her back probably. But I, I didn't like the way that that went. Um, I feel like we've invested so much in wanting to see this group together, and I feel that that's where it's failed me. Um, but, but I will say I am glad that at least there's a remnant of the team looking to go on, but they're still split up partially again. So um, this season, I I'm hoping in season three, um, I hope that they'll really understand that we need to see them as a team. Um, that's the main strength. Great casting. I, well, I like the majority of the casting. I like the majority of it. But I need to see them together because I don't care about these different story arcs that take them in, and keep dividing them apart. And we spend seasons with them apart. So that's my and, issue. I'll tag in. The irony is the Titans catchphrase is Titans together. Yes. It's their version of like Avengers Assemble. Yeah. The only thing good about them killing Wonder Girl is if you know what John Byrne did that to the character ugh, is <laughs> that the character is fated to die and be resurrected. So right. That's right. the only good thing about that is hoping we'll see her again. Yeah. I like the I'm a Titans fan from the original Silver Age version through <laughs> Love the Wolfman Perez. Yes. These showrunners, I don't like the way they run the show. Because they do stupid stuff like have a cliffhanger and then do a flashback episode before you resolve the cliffhanger. Exactly. At, at, at least when Watchmen does it, they, they I trust them. <laughs> I trust them. But yeah. the way they run this show is just goofy. Yeah. And the fact that we've only had one episode out of two seasons where they're fighting as a team. Come just on, people. Just a few minutes. Just, 
I'm frustrated. And once he hung up the Robin costume, yeah. it should have been the same season that he became Nightwing, not string out two whole seasons. Uh, I mean, th- this is one of those for, you know, for every good thing, there's a, there's one or two bad things. Mm-hmm. You know, Ian Glenn was great as Bruce Wayne. The reveal that it wasn't he at the diner, and right. apparently it was either Raven or some other player. Yeah. But just goofy. Ugh. Yeah. Come on, man. And and the thing that's crazy is this is DC Universe's flagship show. Yes. It's their highest rated show. It's one of the highest rated streaming shows out there right now. But boy, that's basically based on the characters and people's nostalgia for the characters because it sure ain't for what they've been doing. Absolutely. And there's no payoffs. Raven, remember when her soul split, went into the gargoyle several episodes? Uh-huh. Whatever happened with that? It went nowhere. It never got resolved. So I feel like there's a lot of things that they do, but there are no payoffs. They're sloppy storytellers. Yes. But I'm, I'm going to watch next season. <laughs> yes. I am. Wow. I, I, will probably, I, will pro- I will probably be ditching my DC Universe subscription because I, I loathe Harley Quinn with the passion of a thousand suns. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Uh, let's move on. I have spoken. <laughs> As you say that, we will now move on to The Mandalorian. Uh, I, I will say the last two episodes of The Mandalorian have had something similar in common, which it feels like, hey, did you guys know we're doing a Western? And I'm like, yes, I did. Did you have to do the plot of other Westerns to show me? Like, last week's have episode... Have you been watching the show? Well, I mean, I don't mind that it's a Western feel. But I literally don't need them to remake every Western movie I've seen. <laughs> so you, that's, you don't that's like them appropriating all the Western enough. tropes. Well, I mean, not just a trope, but like beat for beat. Like they did the Seven Samurai Magnificent Seven last week, which I could tell in the first five minutes. I was like, oh, we're doing the Magnificent Seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there were no... So- if you're going to do the trope and you're going to do the storyline, do something different, special, better. Yeah. So that it elevates the work. If you're going to imitate it, elevate it. And they didn't do that last week. It was very much, hey, have you seen The Magnificent Seven? And I was like, yes, yes, I have. Thank you. Well, here it is again. (laughs) Hey, if a bug's life can do it, we can do it too. No, no. I expect, especially because the episodes before that were so good. And then you're just giving me just like a play on something I've already seen. And then this week's episode, you introduced Ming-Na Wen, which I was like, oh, my God, this is great. And then it didn't do anything. It was like, Link, can you miss her? Yeah, well, (laughs) I'm pretty sure. What do you mean, Link, if you miss her? You needed night goggles to see her. (laughs) (laughs) Which we sold earlier. Anybody who thinks Ming-Na Wen's character is dead. I know she's not dead. Yeah, I know she's not dead. But no, just, I had this discussion with one of my students last week. So well, it's like, they dude, show, she's they totally show, not dead. They show random dude standing over her, and I was like, do you know it's being not when she's not dead? Also, but my thing is, the episode this week was about this random newbie guy who wants to become a guild member, and we spent oh, all this oh, time wow. with him, and he's not a good actor. He doesn't have oh, a storyline. Oh, you know who he is? I don't that's care. Bo- that's Bobby Cannavale's son. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm looking because of the name. name. But, oh my yeah. God, he has none of his father's talent. Unfortunately, he is terrible. Well, Bryce Dallas Howard directed last week's episode, and she doesn't have her daddy's directing talent either. Well, so there's that too. Well, See, I'm just like, will get you a job <laughs> get, in Hollywood. It gets you a job and terrible. Of just, it was terrible. 
so, agonizingly bad. Yes. Yeah, he was just really bad, and it just brought the entire episode down. Yeah. What do so. y'all think of Amy Sedaris? Because my my student. Who's Amy Sedaris? My, Amy I Sedaris played the, um, the mechanic. The mechanic. Yeah, she was all right. I mean, she didn't she didn't dis- hurt the work. She wasn't in it that much, I, but she it, didn't it, help it I, either. I, 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 not, I did not. I yeah. out of it. Yeah, it did. It did for me too. Not so much even because it was her, but because it is so painfully obvious she has never ever acted opposite things that are not there before. Uh, opposite and, CGI, and right. she could not sell it at all. She no. she never convinced me. Even with the baby, she never convinced yeah. me that she was reacting to a child instead of a prop she'd been told to hold. Right. Um, well, to, to be fair, there was a puppet on set. So, well, yeah, but I, what I'm saying is, you don't she, you don't hold it like it's a puppet. You hold it like it's a baby and react <laughs> to it like it's a baby. And I never felt like she was doing anything but holding a prop. You know, and that's yeah. the problem. This episode had a lot of problems, and I was really like I was so excited that Ming Na Wen was going to be in it, and yeah. it just did not come through. Yeah. Well, so that's two episodes in a row for me that have not been good. Yeah. Well, I, this we, episode yeah. made me happy that it was only 30 minutes because I was like, oh, <laughs> do I have to watch more of this? Usually I'm always like, darn it, only 30 minutes? I want more. But this one was like, great, done. I was mm-hmm. like, next one. Yeah, but, it was a waste. But My basically Yoda pressing the buttons in, in, the, in the cockpit of his uh, ship was just cute. As well. <laughs> So, uh, Baby Yoda saves it for me. Well, yeah. well Baby Yoda is, there is, wasn't enough Baby Yoda in this episode. Yeah. There no, wasn't enough. I mean, that's their yeah. that's their ace in the hall, really, is Baby Yoda. I yeah. mean, that's that's why I'm if, continuing if, to watch this. If they're smart, if they're smart, they should do a spinoff and a spinoff cartoon. That if they're smart, <laughs> mark my words. Mark my words. The misadventures of Baby Yoda. Yes. yes. I would watch There's the whole out of it. Coming soon to Disney point. Plus. I want money for this idea. I want <laughs> points. I feel I like this idea is already where they have done. Baby Yoda constantly trying to put things in its mouth. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's going to be a series. My student, Aaron Lindemann, did not like, uh, did not like Amy Sedaris as the mechanic. I didn't okay, either I, I, at no. all. I had no I opinion. Was, I, I thought she no was opinion. okay, but I, I agree with what Allison said about the green screen and holding holding a puppet instead of a baby. Yeah. Um, he, but he did ask, "Ooh, was that Giancarlo Esposito at the end in the approaching, trailer?" No, oh. a, a Giancarlo Esposito approaching uh, Ming Na Wen. And well, I mean like, that's a good Ooh. guess because awesome. we know Could he's be, showing up. We know we we're going to see him, and we yeah. only have a couple episodes left. Yeah. yeah. And hopefully those episodes are good because man, these felt like these felt like standalone filler, filler. episodes that well, didn't was, need to be. Well, in part it. of the problem I'm having is how episodic everything is because Although, I keep expecting characters to travel on. You know him, yeah. him right. like getting his own crew, and as so yeah. as we get to one episode, somebody else follows them, and and that's not happening. Everything is I, just contained. I did like Gina Carano in episode. Uh, I liked her, but she would have been a good addition if he kept yeah, her. Yeah, I was. I was surprised that she didn't come with him, Maybe or that she didn't back. follow. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll bring her back. Maybe you know. I, I can't believe so. that we're the only ones that like her. Because they, they can't bring back Carl Weathers. <laughs> yes, they can. Because he got shot. Die. He didn't die. He had he, that, oh. he had the Mandalorian medal in his in his shirt. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. Mm-hmm. He had that brick. Mm-hmm. That's right. 
Yeah, see, so, I expected to see him again, and and um, also the uh, the client as well. And I want to see more Werner Herzog. Yes, yeah. please. He was great. There's you something know? about his delivery that is entrancing. <laughs> <laughs> see, now he knew how to act opposite a puppet. Yes, I, he oh, does. Oh my gosh, he's amazing. Um, there you go. But yeah. yes, I but I that I want to see them again because they were interesting and yeah. and, so and was great Nolte's character um Quill is that was that it um I, I mean they're it. all interesting <laughs> characters but they they just they show up in one episode they disappear in the next yeah and then we get these well, you, lame people that that are boring oh my god yeah. this was the first episode not um, written and directed by John Favreau so this I'm was, wondering this was written and directed oh. by Dave Filoni no but yeah. Dave Filoni is co-architect of he. He executive. He was a supervising director on all the CTI Star Wars shows. Yeah, but that since... did not help him with this story. No. Yeah. Well, I don't see it being helpful. No. <laughs> so... All right, let's wrap. Let's wrap this up. We are obviously giving this particular episode a thumbs down, which is very strong for us. Uh, but both episodes, the... or well, this was a thumbs yeah, down. Me, the last yeah. one was sideways. Last one, like the the the. Seven Summer Magnificent Seven. Yeah, Magnificent Seven. That was a thumb sideways just because I was kind of bored. But it wasn't bad. But I was just kind of bored. This one I thought was bad. So that's what I would say. All right. Yeah, that one was uninspired. Yeah, yeah. All right. So if you guys have any questions or comments, send the TV campfire at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Listen to us get the points. Radio.com, Krypton Radio, We Novelist, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.